0: It take for you to go to church maybe like a real crisis in my life maybe I would be reaching out for that more um, I honestly I it's a good question I think I think it comes down to something my mother who's no longer with us said she said either you have the spiritual gene or you do not I just don't have the spiritual gene. What would it take for you to go to Blackrock? Someone to take me there, because I don't have a car. <laughs> what would it take for you to go to Blackrock? Rock? Uh, basically, I don't know where it's Black Rock. If really I came, uh, I got, if I get an opportunity to go there, sure, I'll go, because I don't know. I have ever heard that. I went to a church in New York. It's a good thing. So many places I went, but not here, really. But I can say you one thing very clearly that church is the best place. You can have a peaceful mind. Just close your eyes, confess your problem to God. That's it. What would it take for you to come to Black Rock Church? Um, I don't think there's anything you could do to get me to go to Black Rock Church. Uh, I don't live close enough and I just don't go to church because I don't have a belief you know, I'm not part of a belief system that would get me to go to church. What would it take for you to go to Black Rock? To be honest with you, I wouldn't come through those doors. So uh, we are on a journey these uh, five weeks of our our spring term with our community groups, talking about church, talking about serving, and uh, I'm just passionate about this morning you seeing how you can be the church. So last week, we looked at uh, what's wrong with BlackRock, and we, we looked at the idea that, that usually it has to do something with, with our view of church, and that we, a lot of times, coming to church, we think we, uh, we need things that the church needs to offer us instead of us being the church. And so if you have your Bibles, I we'll love we're going to reread uh, Ephesians 4 uh, this morning because, uh, again, it ties into exactly where we're going this morning with what God wants to say uh, to us. And so if you have your Bibles, we'll read that Ephesians 4:11 through 13 and 16 says this, for Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith. And in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and is built up in itself in love, as each part does its work. And so last week we we really talked about the idea that that as the church and as pastors, we are we are here to equip you for your works of service, and and that together, we as a church, we are to grow in that maturity of, of, of faith so that we can go and then go out and we can uh, help others to know Christ. And we also talked about this idea that each one of us has a part in this church. And for you and I, the whole question is, how do we be the church? Instead of us coming and saying, we are consumers here, how are we to be the church? And so this morning, that's what we're going to talk about. And I'm going to ask you four questions this morning of how you can start to be the church. And I'm excited because these four questions, I would love for you to talk about these in your community group, to talk them at, at with uh, some people uh, maybe at your school, or maybe at your dinner table with your family, or maybe just during your devotional time that you journal through and say, okay, how do I answer these in my life? Or maybe just as you're driving to work each morning, you start to wrestle with these four questions. And the first question I have for you this morning has to do with last week and this idea of the holy discontent. So, what is your holy discontent here at BlackRock? What is it that God has put on your heart to fix so that you can be the church here, so we can be a light to the world, so that we can reach? All of those people in this video who say, I don't need the church, and yet we know they do need it. But how do we make the church the place where they actually want to come, where they want to be a part of what is going on here, where they can see the message of Jesus Christ and how he came to save them? We all have gifts and talents, and God's calling you to use those gifts and talents, your passion, Your calling to change this church, to make it a place where people come and where they experience God and where we go out and we change our world. I was talking to a few of you this week and you were struggling with this idea of holy discontent and you're waiting for someone to ask you to kind of step up and do something. I want to challenge you just to go and start doing something. Say, hey, I'm just going to do it until someone tells me to stop. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because God's put it on my heart. So what's your holy discontent here at Black Rock? The second question, and you're going to find this one kind of to be weird, but I'm going to say it. Do you want to see hundreds of people come to Christ and get baptized here at Black Rock? Now, don't answer that yet because guess what? It's going to cost you if you want to see this happen. It's going to cost you in your time, your talent, your treasure, and you being comfortable here at this church if we truly want to see hundreds of people come to Christ and be baptized. We've seen tremendous growth this year of you reaching out and bringing people and people are just coming through these, these doors who are intrigued. But you know what? For us to continue that growth, it's, that growth, It's going to cost us more and more. And are you willing to do whatever it takes for us to see that happen? I'd love for you to turn to uh, Matthew 28. We're going to look at uh, verses 19 and 20. And this is a great commission. These are really Jesus' words to us, the church, now. He gave it to his, his apostles, but they then have given it to us. And this is for us this morning to say, how can we be the church and it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, ch- teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. A lot of times we hear this, this passage, and it's being preached to us, um, and it has to do with missionaries or going overseas and, and going on a missions trip. This morning, I want to challenge you with this word, Go. The word go actually here is as you go, on your way. You see, the the call is not just for missionaries to go to to the far ends of the world. That's great. We are passionate about that at BlackRock. That's one of the reasons why I love BlackRock is our missions program here and what we do and how we support missionaries. But the challenge is, is that this speaks to us in our daily life right now, how you live your life each and every day is Jesus is commanding us to go as we go each and every day to bring God's word to those who desperately need it. Then you have this idea to make disciples. You know what? Jesus modeled to us what, disciple, what disciple-making really was. And a lot of times we think disciple-making is, is going to church, hearing a great message, and trying to apply it to our life. I guarantee half of you totally forgot what I preached about last week, But yet, disciple-making with Jesus was this, was in relationship with his disciples, sharing life together, encouraging each other, asking the tough questions, how do we actually live this? For those of you who really applied last week, you probably did it because you were in a community group or you had lunch with somebody and you said, how do I live this out? See, when we try to live and try to make disciples on our own, by ourselves, it's almost impossible But Christ shows us that disciple-making happens with each other when we live lives together. Then we have this word baptize or baptism. And this is kind of the outward expression of your faith saying, I am a Christ follower and I am so passionate about Jesus Christ that I am going to, to publicly share this with those around me. So often, though, we keep our faith to ourselves. Or we think that if if I'm just a good person, maybe someone will ask me a, a question about my faith, or they'll be intrigued because I'm a good person. This baptism, this idea is that we publicly say, I am a Christ follower, I am not ashamed of this, and I want you to know about it. And I challenge you, if you have never been baptized here at Black Rock, to take that, that challenge, that command, the biblical command that we find in Scripture. This June, when we have baptisms and say, I am a follower of Christ and I am passionate about bringing Jesus to my world through how I live. And then lastly, we have this idea of teach. Teach the commands that we find in scripture. You know what? The Christian faith is the hardest thing you will ever do in your life to live out what it truly means to be a Christ follower. Everything else in your life does not compare to what the scriptures say on how you're supposed to live your life. Here's some examples. You're called to, as a Christ follower, open up your word of the Bible every day, study it, apply it to your life, spend time in prayer. That's countercultural. Our world tells us that we're supposed to watch TV and and be be in it for ourselves. What can I get out of life? Instead of saying, how can I grow in my relationship with Jesus? The scriptures say that we're supposed to serve other people and put other people before our own needs. That's countercultural. Our world tells us it's all about me. The scriptures say, you know what? You're supposed to give a portion of your income back to God. That's countercultural. The hardest thing you will ever do is to live out your Christian faith in this world. But you know what? We We are called to teach others how to do that. We are called to help them to live that countercultural life that says, I'm not going to follow the way of this world but I'm going to follow what Christ wants for me and what his scriptures say. Go. Make disciples. Baptize and teach. And through it all, in it all, Christ will be right beside us. The Holy Spirit will be living in us. It's this idea that you and I We can do anything with him. We can go. We don't have to live in fear. We can make disciples. We can be in those relationships that transform those around us. We can take that step of baptism, that public step, and then we can have the courage to teach those around us. So the question for you is, do you want to see hundreds of people come to Christ and get baptized here at Black Rock? The next question for you is, what is your role in the church family? How are you helping others to love God, love people, and serve our world? How are you going to actually do that in your own life? There's a couple of things that I think the church, our church, needs to be all about for us to reach hundreds. The first idea is we must be a church that extends and lives out grace and mercy. So many people in the world think that the church is a judgmental place where they will be judged by how they look, by what their life looks like day to day. We need to be a church that is defined by us extending love and mercy to those around us. That is what the world needs. Not a judgmental group that says you have to be perfect to enter our doors, but a place where everyone is accepted and where we preach the word And the word of God helps them to give their lives over to him. I work and I do mission trips every summer. And I go to a a country and, and I work with a local community there. And one of the things that breaks my heart and what I'm trying to help them understand there is that they live with this idea that church, that for you to enter the church walls, you have to have your life together. You literally have to be a Christian. You have to be living for him. Everything has to be kind of in line for you to enter the church doors. And it breaks my heart every time I'm there and I I always am challenging the church there to say you have to be defined by love and mercy. The church must be a place where everyone can come in, feel loved and accepted, and then you can teach them what the scriptures say. The church also needs to be a place where people are living for God and for not for themselves. See, for us, we as Christ followers, we need, we need to give ourselves away. And when I said to you are, you, are you ready or are you willing to help us to reach hundreds of people for Christ? I'm specifically talking to 10 o'clock, this service. Because you look around, there is not much room left at this service. For those to come in and hear the gospel. And so the challenge for you, the 10 o'clock congregation here, is, are you willing to step up and, when we need a seat, move to 11:30? Are you willing to park as far away from this building as possible and to take a shuttle when that time comes so that other people can get here and have a seat and be welcomed through our doors? Are you willing to serve as our kids' ministry and youth ministry continue to grow? Are you willing to step up in those roles? Because that's the only way that we are going to continue to reach hundreds and hundreds of people. It's going to cost us. It's going to cost us a lot. It's going to make life uncomfortable here for us here. But are you willing to make those sacrifices so hundreds of people can come to know Christ. I talked about the parking lot, and I want to challenge you with a simple idea here. So I helped with parking for a couple years, and one of the things that I would just challenge you with is to have a heart that follows after where Jesus would park. Okay, so I would see people who would come to Black Rock on Sunday mornings, and they would try to find the closest spot to the the doors of Notre Dame or to our old church building, I want to challenge you, if we really want to reach hundreds of people for Christ, it's going to take us as a church to be fighting over the farthest spots so that our guests and those who are coming here get those front spots. When we start to do simple things like that, God's going to do something incredible within our church. But it's those simple things. It's us being selfless when we park, when we're here at church, when we're serving those around us. That's going to change this church in our world. It also is going to be all about relationships. The Christian faith is not to be lived on our own or in a way that it's all about us. But the Christian faith is all about Relationships. And so how are you going to live in relationship with other people at this church so that you're changing the culture here? So you're investing in others. You're making disciples. You're passionate about helping other people to know God's word and to live it out. That's what we're gonna be as a church is a relational church within communities, within our community groups, in our starting point groups, within how we serve. I challenge you every week, Get to know one more person at this church. And if you say, I'm not an outgoing person, I don't know how to do that, start serving. And you'll start meeting people every week. Start getting to know people because we need to be in relationship with each other as God starts to work at this church. So if these three questions have sparked something in you and you're going, there's something in me, I wanna start doing something. I wanna challenge you with one more idea. And I hope that this idea will change the way you think, the way you live your life this week, and the way you view church. And here's the idea you are a missionary. So often, we, we at BlackRock, because of our missions program, we think that uh, we have these 70 missionaries and they're awesome, they're giving their lives, but the scriptures say in the Great Commission we are to go and on our way every single day, we are to do these things, we're to make disciples get people baptized and teach. And so I believe we have to take that role. We have to look at ourselves as every day we are a missionary and we have our own missions field. And when we start to look at the world that way, we're gonna to start to see things change because you're gonna to start to see your role every day as helping people to know Christ and to make him known throughout the entire world Starting with your family, your co workers, your lunch table, all those around you are going to start seeing something in you because you own that idea of you living your life every day for Christ as a missionary. When Bruce was putting this video together of these interviews with people in Fairfield, he was kind of discouraged. He was like, I'm not getting some great answers. I said, Those are actually the perfect answers. Because that is how our world is seeing the church, a place that they don't want to enter the doors because they have some stereotypes about what we believe or how we judge people. But the challenge is, is we need to go get them. We need to love them. We need to extend grace to them. We cannot expect them to come and enter these doors. We have to go out. We have to live as missionaries and go to where they are at and love them. And so how are we going to do that? And that's my final question for you this morning. How are you going to love people and bring them to Christ? So how will you bring the gospel to your own missions field? And I want give you some practical examples in my own life of what I've seen people do and how they have kind of, taken the challenge of being a missionary in their own world. I know a teacher. She's a teacher at a Stanford High. And she was passionate about bringing uh, Christ there. And how do you do that as a teacher? And so she started a, a, a club for kids there at that school to talk about God. And she had obstacles. She had a, a vice principal that literally uh, almost took her to court over this. And she started bringing 10, 15 kids on some of our retreats, within our youth ministry here at BlackRock because she was passionate about using her place within the school system to bring Christ there. You know, what's cool is that, as I was thinking of this, she actually, tomorrow night, right here at BlackRock at seven o'clock, if you're a teacher, she's gonna be running a kind of evangelism class for you uh, to, to kind of equip you on say, how can you bring it to your local school if you're a teacher? I know someone else who's a business owner and he has a passion to, to bring Christ to his work. And how do I do that in the world where I can't bring kind of faith there? And for him, he takes a personal interest in the 200 employees that he has. Every year, he's trying to meet with every one of them, know who they are, their family, so he can pray for them and reach them. And how many, how many times throughout this entire year has he been able to reach and, and witness and share the gospel just because he cares for their, them individually? Maybe you're retired, and, and this morning you're saying, what do I do? Well, we have a group of guys on Wednesday morning that come here, and for a couple hours they go and serve both here at this church with repairing things. But also going into, community, into the community, helping people to move, helping people in our community who just need some help. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're a mom here, and on Monday nights, you can have the opportunity, like a bunch of other moms here, to, to help our, our kids, my son, know Christ, through our Awanas and, and Coveys program, just to invest there and say, "You know what? I want, I want to invest in our next generation." Maybe you're a high-stressed kind of person that your, your work is very demanding. You don't have time during the, during the week to kind of invest here at the church. I know a guy who, you know what, for the last few years, he's invested his life into our parking ministry to help you come in and to make it so that you walk in these doors with a smile on, on your face instead, instead of being frustrated by our parking conditions. That's his mission's field. Maybe you're a parent here and you're going, how, how, do I, how do I live out a, a missions field? I know a family who once a month, they go in their community and they serve all the other uh, families in their, commu- in their little uh, neighborhood. They just go rake leaves or they go say, hey, knock on a door and say, how can my family help your family this week? Maybe you're a person who doesn't have that much interaction with, with non-Christians. You know what, that, that for me as a pastor, that's the one thing that gets me so frustrated. I live in these, these walls most of the week, but for me, I go out every Monday night and I love a bunch of kids through Urban Impact, and so I've just made it so that I have that opportunity to go out and be a missionary to them. Or maybe Tuesday mornings, you have free. We have a mops program here, and that we have a bunch of people that come and just babysit so that... Our preschool moms can have a couple hours for them just to to focus on God and be in relationship with other people. And you say, "Hey, I can just babysit and help some 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 moms grow and be uh, stronger followers." Or maybe you just love to have lunch. I heard a guy this week who did the simple thing. He took someone out for lunch first time they had ever met, and uh, when the meal came out, he said, "Hey, can I pray for the meal?" prayed for the meal, and then for the next 30 minutes, the guy kept asking him question after question of what do you believe? Why would you pray for our our lunch? That's how we reach our world. That's how practically, every day, we live our lives so that other people can know Christ. Don't wait for someone to have to ask you to do this. I'm telling you this morning, you have the opportunity each and every day to bring the love of Jesus to your world. Be a missionary. Reach your world for Him. The local church is the hope of the world. Oh God, forgive me for making church about me and my needs. Help me to be the church. For us to be the church, let's answer these four questions this week What is your holy discontent here at Black Rock? Do you want to see hundreds of people come to Christ here and get baptized at Black Rock? What is your role in this local church and how are you going to help others to love God, love people, and serve your world? And how will you bring the gospel to your local missions field? You know, we're going to take a few minutes to sing. We're going to sing two songs that uh, are dear to my heart. And I thank the worship team for for allowing us to, to leave here this morning singing these two songs. But as we sing these songs, I want this to be your opportunity to make a commitment to Jesus, to make a commitment to him to say, I'm going to live my life differently so that church is not about me, but that church is a place where I can be the church. And church is a place where it challenges me to every day live my life in such a way that I am a missionary to the world that is desperate for Him. And as we sing these two songs, I pray that you will make that commitment to Him. You will sing these words, not because they're words on the screen, but you'll sing them because your heart aches for the world, that the world desperately needs us the world needs us to step up and be so passionate about him that the world is changed because we can love them, we can show them the gospel, and we're not afraid to share the word of God with them. The first song we're going to sing is this the church, and we, we heard it before, and the words are, we are the church the world is waiting for. Do you believe that? Do you claim that? That we are the church the world is waiting for? And we've got a love that the world is desperate for and we will lead and take to the streets. When we sing that, I pray that you belt that out at the top of your lungs because you claim that and you're going to live by that. The second song is All the Poor and the Powerless. And we're going to get to a point in this song and I pray that the roof of this place comes off. That we sing it with everything that we have, that we will go and scream it from the mountains. We will go and tell it to the masses that he is God. That he is God. Let's stand and let's worship him.